trying to get somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal. Toby, can you go with your boy? Let's go. From the American Missionary Church, Apostle Joel Obobisa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teaching that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. Wow! What a blessing. Beautiful. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for a beautiful Sunday morning or afternoon like this one. And thank you especially today for our purpose which is to recognize, to appreciate and honor the gift of God to us. We're grateful to you for this opportunity, Lord. We pray that your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. You may be seated, please. Beautiful. Now, today is a special Sunday. Amen. It is a special Sunday because today we celebrate, we honor, and we appreciate uh, our pastor, who is also the founder of this church and this worldwide family of churches, um, Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills. Amen. <laughs> so um, um, you'll find that a lot of the service today is dedicated to him. Amen. Yes. Now, I know that sometimes when people want to get religious and self-righteous, <laughs> then immediately they call into question, why should you have a service um, in honor of a person and all sorts of um, bogus accusations that, you know. But it's amazing that, you know, there's a service called a memorial service. Oh, yes. Who has been to one of those before? Yes. A memorial service is a service that is held in honor of a person and the entire service from beginning to end is devoted to um, acknowledging the person, talking about the person, um, saying what the person has meant to us, saying what the person has done, where he worked, what he did, how he got promoted, um, what he didn't do, and all the nice things about the person with the exception that the person it is about is actually dead. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So it's great honor being given too late. Do you see? Yes. 
if you want to be honored in most cultures, um, the best and easiest way is to die. <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to know what people really think about you. Or better still, if you want to be encouraged. <laughs> because they'll only say good things anyway. Right? So if you want to be encouraged and want to know how people feel, what contribution you've made to their lives, and so on, um, the easiest way is just to die. <laughs> Uh, or at least pretend to be dead. Okay. And you have to pretend long enough <laughs> um, for the service to happen. And that's when you're going to hear people say things. And you're going to hear them acknowledge different things and great things you have done. And what you meant to them and so on. Which you probably didn't even know you actually meant to them. Do you see what I'm saying? And this habit that human beings have is unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because I believe that when God gives you a gift of a person, it is one of the greatest gifts you will ever have. The greatest gifts, one of the greatest gifts you will ever or can ever receive is not anything made by man, but by the man who makes all things himself. Do you see what I'm saying? And so that is a blessing um, when God gives you a person. And it's important that we honor the gift while we have it. Because what we honor and respect, acknowledge and celebrate continues giving. Do you see? Anything you honor and respect, you take your clothes or your shoes or your car or anything that you treat right seems to be preserved and it continues giving and continues doing what it was given to do. Do you understand? The things we abuse are things that don't last. You know, the things you leave outside, the things you leave in the rain, you don't really care about them, you know. They just slowly, or rather even quickly, fade out of your life and, uh, because they have no value in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we as a church have decided that we're not going to wait till one day we hear that our founder is no more. And then we're going to come with volumes of tributes. Do you get it? Yes. And people will be asking, can I have an opportunity to say something, please? Can I have an opportunity to say something? I, can I get a chance to say something, you know? And then there will be some who will also be standing outside asking, have they finished reading the tributes? <laughs> because it will be such a boring event to them. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to say to you that if you have anybody who means anything to you, now is the time to appreciate them. Amen. While they are alive, while they can see you, while they can hear you, now is the time to let them know what they mean to you. Do you see? Don't wait till it's too late. Do you understand? Don't wait till it's too late to acknowledge, to appreciate, to honor to love, to give, to celebrate the people that God has placed in your lives through whom God 
continues to bless you. Amen. So that's what the service is about. And um, I pray that you enjoy the service. One of the things you will find is that um, it will also be an opportunity for many of you who have more recently joined us, you know, to learn about the church and to know more about our pastor, our founder, our leader, and, um, and also to learn about everything that is part of this family of churches. Amen. So it's a great service, and um, I'm glad you were able to make it, and it's going to be a blessing to you. Amen. Right. Now, I want to begin by sharing with you just one or two verses from the book of Ephesians, right? From the book of Ephesians, and then... Um, I'm going to show you a short uh, video, all right? And then after that, if there's still some more time, I'll come back with another verse or two. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> all right. So let's read from Ephesians chapter number four. Ephesians chapter four. And we can read from verse... Number eight, it says, that is why the scriptures say, or wherefore he saith, when he ascended on high, it says, wherefore he saith, when he ascended on high, ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Amen. Amen. When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Amen. Amen. Then in verse 11, he said, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Amen. Amen. I think we read this verse last week, right? Oh, and by the way, we'll be continuing with our maturity um, classes today, right? It's a short session, and um, I want you to please make the time to join us right after the service. Amen. Okay, so um, it says, I'm now changing the version. I'm changing the version. All right. So it says, that is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. He gave gifts to his people. And verse 11 says, now these are the gifts. Okay. It says, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. These are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Amen. Amen. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Amen. So according to this passage, an apostle, a prophet, 
the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers are gifts from God. Amen. Amen. They're gifts from God. You see, and you reject them to your own peril. Do you see why? Because God has given you a gift that you cannot give to yourself. Do you understand? And God gives the gifts, you know, for a reason. I think last week we even learned some of this. He says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts to grow, do you see, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. <laughs> do you see? Yeah. Now, anything that achieves this result must be a gift. <laughs> anything that, that can achieve this outcome must be a gift from God. Amen. So God has given us gifts in people. And these gifts he names apostles, prophets, evangelists. These are not self-made names. Do you see? But these are gifts that God gives to us in people. And through that, God is able to accomplish this great work in the church, which is actually all of us. Amen. So we have such a person, you know, we have a great apostle, you know, who is also a great prophet, you know, and who is also a mighty mega evangelist, you know, and who happens also to be an amazing pastor and one of the greatest teachers of the Bible you will ever find anywhere. You know, that's a loaded gift from God. You get it? And we need to take the time to appreciate the gift, to understand the gift. You know, sometimes when you get a gift, you need to take the time to understand it. Do you see what I'm saying? The other day, someone sent me a gift. And then um, it was a gift. I I loved it, but I didn't care about trying to read about how to work it. I assumed that I could figure it out, you know, until I realized I didn't know how to turn it off. (laughs) Once I turned it on, I didn't know how to turn it off. I tell you, and nothing I did would turn it off. In the end, I had to dismantle it (laughs) in order to turn it off. Imagine a gift that you have to assemble and disassemble every time you want to use it. 
but it is from not taking the time to understand the gift and appreciate the gift. Do you get it? Not spending time on the gift and assuming that it's just like any other. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, it's just like any other. Do you want me to tell you the gift? If I tell you, you'll be jealous. So (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. Amen. Yes, but it's from thinking that the gift is just like any other. It's just like any other one. You know, and it must have an on-off switch, and then it just works. But, you know, when God gives you a gift, you should imagine that if it came from God, it won't be as simple as it appears. Do you see? There would be some complexity to it, you know, if it came from God. Because our God is like that. Do you understand? Our God is like that. Our God makes such complex machines as human beings you know human beings that are capable of creating you know creating inventing doing things you know self-sustained none of us works on any battery or anything like that isn't it yes and we don't have to be recharged to function you see it is God who has blessed us with such a great gift And when God gives you a gift, you need to take the time to appreciate the gift so you can love the gift, know what the gift can do. Many of us have things that we bought, spent a lot of money on, you know, but they don't do a whole lot for us. In fact, about 80% of the functions of the thing are just kept in it. Nobody uses it. Like all of you who wear Apple watches, you know. I mean, most of you just use it to tell the time. Those who are a little more sophisticated count their steps with it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, but you shouldn't have to pay four, five hundred dollars to count your steps and tell the time. There must be a bit more, unless your steps are the steps of a righteous man, (laughs) which are ordered by God. Well, so to count those, you need to at least spend some $500 or something like that. Do you see what I'm saying? I submit to you that your Apple Watch is likely to be capable of more than telling the time. Do you see what I'm saying? Except that you have not taken the time to study the gifts, to appreciate the gifts. That if it's this, what does this mean? You see, if it does that, what does it mean? You see, and it's the same attitude we have towards everything, including the cars we drive, including the places, the other gadgets we spend money on and so on, even our phones. Do you see? Yes. Even our phones. You get it? Yes. I once met someone who had an iPad, and all he did with it was to take pictures. <laughs> his iPad was his new camera, do you see? You see, and so when we were in a service, and then um, it was Bishop who was uh, teaching in the service, and he said he was teaching from one of his books. So I quickly went to my iPad and opened the book. The guy was sitting next to me. And then he asked, what, you have the book on your thing? I said, oh, yes. 
So I went to iBooks and I showed him the whole list of books. I mean, I had a whole, he couldn't believe it. He said, what? You mean I can have? And I said, my Bible is here too. He said, what? <laughs> and I showed him, you know, I have different versions of the Bible, all of them in the same place. He said, you know, you're joking. You know, so I showed him the different versions. He said, wow. Then he gave me his iPad. He said, can you do this for me? <laughs> do you see? Yeah. So God can give the same gift to everyone, but what you get out of the gift depends on how much time you take to know the gift and to appreciate what the gift was given to you to do. Amen. Amen. And so I want you to be mature and to grow up. And that's what we want our church members to really understand the gift. Do you see? And when you understand the gift, you actually understand why and how come we relate with the gift the way we do. Because some people don't know why we love our pastor so much. And for some, it even bothers them. <laughs> that we love our pastor so much. And I'm just thinking, what did you want us to do? Hate our pastor? You know? But we love our pastor and we, we are not apologetic about it at all. Hallelujah. So it's a great gift that God has given us. We will not wait till when he's no more one day. And we pray that that day will not come soon. <laughs> Amen until we start showing up with all kinds of gifts and all kinds of uh, um, uh, methods of appreciation and trying to show what he meant to us when we have the opportunity to do it while he is alive. Amen. So that's why we have such a service. We call it Honor Your Prophet Sunday. H-Y-P. Honor Your Prophet Sunday. Right? Met some churches when they do things like that, they call it Pastor's Appreciation Day and so on. But we call it Honor Your Prophet because um, I think honor is a deeper word and um, it, it conveys more of what we seek to do to celebrate, to respect, and to appreciate what God has done. Amen. So we're going to continue with a video, and this video will show us and give us an overview of Bishop Dagg's ministry, amen, which is essentially the church that you're part of, or the church you're part of is one small piece of his ministry, amen. But let's go to the video, and then um, I'll be back to share one or two with you, amen. All right, you're blessed. Dag Hewitt Mills is a dynamic healing evangelist, apostle, an unparalleled pastor, prophet, and teacher of the Word of God. He is a man God is using to impact the entire body of Christ on every continent.
His teachings and his books demonstrate God's power and truth at work in his own life and in the lives of others. The son of a successful Ghanaian lawyer and a remarkable Swiss lady, Dag, whose name means brightness, met the Lord in a Chimota school in the 1970s. Since then, his intense love for God has consistently unfolded for several decades, now with no end in sight. admission to medical school in Ghana, having obtained one of the highest grades in the entire country. Halfway through his seven-year university education, the Lord led him to start a church. After God placed upon him the anointing to teach, he began holding meetings in a classroom on campus that accommodated just a handful of people. This group later became known as the Lighthouse Chapel International, founded by Daguid Mills, while studying medicine at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital in Accra, Ghana. The unstoppable church grew steadily and kept occupying larger and larger halls until he purchased an old cinema in the city of Accra, where the church had its headquarters for many years. In this auditorium, several global church leaders, like Dr. David Yonggi Cho, and Datuk Prince Gunaratnam visited the Lighthouse Chapel International. Explosive church growth under the heavily anointed doctor turned pastor, coupled with fierce resistance from the local community in which the church was situated, caused finally in 2006, Bishop Dag to commission the construction of one of the largest church complexes in Africa. He also founded the First Love Church, a denomination of fast-growing churches in tertiary institutions. While sin and evil are so rampant in the world today, 
It is so exciting to see God using this great man of God raise up an army of young people who will serve our Lord Jesus Christ and stand up for holiness and righteousness. The sheer size of Dagwood Mills' calling to win the lost at any cost in every corner of the world compelled him to give much attention to training helpers in ministry. He has a sterling anointing to train ordinary Christians to become fearless ministers of the gospel. He began holding camp meetings during which he spends long hours teaching and training his sheep to become shepherds. The results are staggering. Many now have large congregations and are doing exploits in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bishop also founded the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center, ABMTC, in 1996 to train young men and women for ministry. This full-time institution has graduated thousands who are now active in ministry. Today, there are students on two campuses, Koligono and Mampong, and students come from the West Indies, Fiji, many African countries, Asia, etc. The breathtaking ABMTC Mampong campus is the largest private tertiary institution in Ghana. Another remarkable aspect of Daghuad Mills' ministry is the conferences he holds for thousands of ministers. These started out as the Iron Sharpeneth Iron Conferences and are now dubbed Give Thyself Holy Conferences. These intensely spiritual gatherings have seen many transformations in ministries worldwide. These conferences are held annually. The Give Thyself Holy Conference has hosted some prominent speakers like Pastor Benny Hinn. The Ministry of Daghuad Mills has an ever-increasing influence. From its humble origins in Accra, Ghana, the impact of this ministry has extended across the continents. 
Bishop Daguerre Mills travels to country after country where his distinctly anointed and yet down-to-earth messages are well sought after as they bring great stability and direction to the body of Christ worldwide. For many years, Daguerre Mills' ministry and messages have and continue to strengthen churches and raise Christians everywhere to serve God. The ministry of Daguerre Mills is littered with several meetings with heads of states of many countries. The special grace of God upon him has given him the privilege to speak with precedence and to pray for peace, stability and prosperity for many nations in Africa. Mills has borne tremendous fruit as a result of this strong desire to share what he knows and has experienced in ministry. The Lord instructed him through a vision to focus on authoring books. With great effort, he published his first set of books in 1997 and has not stopped since. Today, his books are read all over the world and especially loved by ministers of the gospel and church leaders worldwide. Daguerre Mills' books have become extensively used for training pastors and have been translated into several languages such as French, Spanish, Portuguese, Swahili, Chinese, Tamil, Hindi, Amharic, Russian, German, Bahasa, Latvian, Afrikaans, Korean, Malagasy, Arabic, Thai, and many more. Today, Daguerre Mills is one of the largest publishing authors in the world. The compassionate doctor-turned-pastor continues to quietly cater for the needs of many poor people. Without advertising this spiritual activity, sparked by what Jesus said in Matthew 25, Bishop Daguerre Mills founded the Lighthouse Christian Home, an orphanage in Ghana He established the Help the Helpless charity, which cares for the underprivileged and handicapped in so many ways. Braille educational material have been published for blind people in junior high schools. The ministry extends a lot of help to the deaf, 
the underprivileged, beggars and widows, as well as caring for prisoners and rehabilitating prison cells. He founded the Lighthouse Mission Hospital, a state-of-the-art facility in Accra, which provides affordable and excellent health care to the community and gives aid to persons in deprived communities. Several times each year, the hospital staff travel to the hinterland to offer free medical care and drugs. Bishop Dag Heward Mills was a well-accomplished pastor in his home country, Ghana, for several years before sensing a call of God to begin massive evangelism in Africa and to the uttermost parts of the world. In 2004, he launched out in faith with a tent seating just 600 people. His campaigns grew to attract such phenomenal crowds under the giant tent witnessing jaw-dropping healing miracles. Tens of thousands surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Today, these mammoth campaigns are held with attendance figures of half a million people in one single night. He uses towering sound systems that can be heard for miles. With a plethora of amazing medical miracles witnessed during Evangelist Dag's campaigns, one can presume that God trained his own doctor and anointed him to do good and heal all manner of sicknesses in the name of Jesus.
Wow. You know, I get kind of emotional when I watch this video. No, I'm not sad. Just, yeah, because I see what a great gift God has given us um, for a pastor. Amen. And um, I see what a blessing and what a privilege it must be even for him to be used to do so many things and to be given such an extensive reach to people and to the harvest fields. Amen. Um, you sit down for a moment. Let me just um, share just a, a verse or two with you. Why is it important to honor um, the anointing? Because obviously what we're seeing is not the work of a man. It is the work of God. Do you see? But God works through people. Do you see? God anoints people and makes them able to do um, the things he uses them to do. Do you, do you get it? So when you're honoring the person as it appears, what you're actually honoring is the anointing on the person that makes him do what he does. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And um, the two are just intertwined. You can't honor the person without honoring the anointing. And you can't honor the anointing without honoring the one who carries it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You can't honor the anointing without um, honoring the person who carries that anointing. You know, so in as much as we're honoring the person, what we're doing is honoring the anointing. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, that's what we're doing. And when you do not honor the anointing, that anointing does not really work for you. Do you get it? Right. Where the anointing is not honored, it does not work. It does not manifest itself around you. Do you see? So, for example, in Mark chapter 6, let's read Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, and he went out from thence and came to into his own country and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, 
and of Judah and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Right? Now this is Mark chapter 6 and verse 5. It says he could there do no mighty work. He couldn't do any mighty work in that place, you know, except that he laid his hands upon a few sick people and then he healed them. Now, in Mark chapter 5, if you go to Mark chapter 5, you'll notice that Mark chapter 5 is loaded with amazing miracles, right? It begins with the miracle of um, Demons being cast out of a madman, right? Yeah, demons being thrown out of a madman. It says in verse 1, he came over to the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs. A man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had often, he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones, you know. This is a very terrible situation for anyone to be in, right? But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. This is the demon is talking. He says, My name is Legion because there's a whole lot of us here. Yeah, because demons work in groups. You know, they, they are like a, 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 a nice, uh, yeah, a nice partnership. And they work together. Do you get it? Yeah. Yes. So he said, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. You get So these are demons appealing their deportation and refusing. They said, look, we don't mind leaving this guy, but don't, leave, don't make us leave this country. So it also means that there are certain places, and it's no wonder certain countries and places, even neighborhoods, have peculiar problems. Isn't it? Yes, because you can see that demons are territorial and they, they like their, their neighborhood and they like their base. <laughs> do, you, do you get it? 
in Matthew chapter 12, the Bible says when a demon leaves a person, he walks looking at places, you know, and later on, he comes back to the old place to see if it's still available. Because demons don't like leaving where they are. You get it. So he said he, they begged him that he would not send them out of the country. Verse 11, now there, were, there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. You see, and the unclean spirits went out, entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. <laughs> yes, because the devil's plan, you know, the Bible says he's a murderer from the beginning. The devil's plan is to kill anyone who gives him a chance. It's just that from person to person, you know, it's and could be a slower walk. The journey to death. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, but his plan is to kill anybody who allows him. You know, anybody who gives the devil a chance, his aim is to destroy you and to kill you. You see, yes. And you can see that when he entered the pigs that had no intellectual capability to resist him, yes, they just, you know, just went and they died instantly. <laughs> yes, you see, yes. So, it says in verse 15, uh, well, and they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city. And in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. You get it? Yes. So many times when you wonder, what is wrong with this person? You get it? It is because he is not in his right mind. Even though he may look normal. And may look sane. You see, it's all a matter of the degree to which the demons are having their way with the person. Yeah. Do, you, do you understand? Yeah. Yes. So, it says there, from there, they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And um, um, when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Okay, yes. Then I'm just reading on verse 21. When Jesus was passed over again by ship in, onto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, 
My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered. You know, you know, can you change the version? Okay. So that it's not bettered. Okay. Right. So which verse was that again? 26. All right. Let me back up a little bit and start again. Verse 24. Jesus went with him and all the people followed crowding around him. I think you understand it to this point, isn't it? Right. And so he's met um, Jairus. Jairus has pleaded with him, please come and see to my little girl. And then on his way to Jairus's house, then this woman intercepts that procession with her own problem. Right. So it says a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. That's what bettered means. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, in fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped, and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Hallelujah. So we've read so far about three Super miracles. Do you understand? And each of these miracles occurred in the life of someone who saw something in Jesus. And actually ran to him and looked up to him and said, look, you can help me. You get it? It's like starting with the man who was mad. He ran to him and worshipped him and said, Jesus. You know, and then Jesus the demons began to beg, please, don't, don't take us out of this place, you see. So it was based on how the man saw Jesus. Then it is followed by Jairus who begged Jesus and said, I beg you, I know that you are anointed. You are able to do this. I can expect this from you. And so please come and help me. Then on his way to Jairus, here comes this woman who says, as for me, I don't even need to speak to this man. If I can make my way through the crowd and touch just the bottom, the hem of his robe, I am sure that I'll be made whole. Do you see? And so she also got her healing, right? Now it says, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? The disciples said to him, look at this crowd 
pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? You know, but he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Hallelujah. I think I can say that your suffering is also over in Jesus' name. Amen. While he was still speaking to her, you see, the messengers arrived from, from um, the home of Jairus because you have to remember it was a work in progress. <laughs> okay, so they came from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Yeah, because all the people have helped so far, what they all had in common was faith. They believed in the power that was at work in me. They believed in the anointing upon my life and related with me based on the anointing. And because of that, they had supernatural experiences. Do you get it? So he was telling Jairus, don't worry, if your faith is intact, it does not matter what state your daughter is in. She will be okay. Verse 37 says, Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. And he took the girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. You know, is it not amazing how people who were weeping, you know, suddenly began to laugh? Because a lot of mourners are fake. <laughs> Do you see? Yes. So he went to the room with those who were really affected by the bereavement. The girl's father and mother and his three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talita kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. <laughs> they were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Do you see? Then it says in verse 43, Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And when he told them to, he says, and then he told them to give her something to eat. Right. So this is chapter 5. And that's the background to chapter 6. Can you see that? Yeah. So Jesus left that part of the country and returned with his disciples to Nazareth, his hometown. Do you see? And the next Sabbath, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were amazed. 
they asked, where did he get all this wisdom and the power to perform such miracles? Then they scoffed. They, he, he's a, just a carpenter. <laughs> the son of Mary and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And his sisters live right here among us. They were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Do you see? Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Amen. Amen. Now, this is the whole story. I think this is the sermon. I think you heard it yourself. That Jesus had two different experiences in two different places. You know, among his own people, he could not do much. Among his own people, he couldn't do any miracles. According to the scripture, he says he couldn't do any miracles. He couldn't. Not that he didn't want to do it, but he could not. Do you understand? Yeah, he, he could not. You know, and the Bible says it is because of their unbelief. Not because of a shortage of power on his behalf. Can you understand that? So you realize that our attitudes towards the anointed that God sends to us really matters and is a determinant. It is a determinant as far as what our experiences with that anointed person will be. Do you get it? Yes. So you can have an anointed person that God brings near you, but because of how you relate and how you see the person, I mean, in the other city, I mean, these guys were just running up to him. You know, the madman ran to him. You know, Jairus ran to him. You know, the woman with the uh, problem with bleeding, she intercepted his journey. I mean, can you imagine that on your way to church, maybe as a pastor or something, somebody just cuts you off and just says, no, please, diversion, come to my house. I, I need help. Do you get it? So he performed a miracle that he did not even intend to perform. Do you understand? In fact, in the case of the woman, you notice that the woman took the miracle from Christ. No, Christ did not give her the miracle. Christ did not pray for her. She came to her own conclusion. She said, this man is anointed. This man is different from any other preacher I know. This man has something. You know, she must have based it on something. She must have based it on the crowd she saw. She must have based it on, on the story with the madman, maybe, because the people who were with the madman, I tell you, the ones who lost their pigs, they were not happy at all. <laughs> yeah, they lost 2,000 pigs because Jesus came to town. I mean, a whole farm was lost. <laughs> you get it? Yes. You can imagine what the headlines would be. You get it? Yes. Strange prophet. <laughs> Strange prophet destroys <laughs> pigs or pig farm. 
or largest pig farm. Something like that. Do you see? Yes, 2,000 pigs. It says, Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs. You get it? Yeah, this is why some people don't eat pork. Yes, and, and leave it, and they leave it for us. <laughs> and so, <laughs> there's always more. <laughs> yes, do you see? Yes. So, the herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. So, it means there can't possibly be any descendants of these pigs because... They all died. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? But the point I'm making is that this would make headlines and the things they heard, you know, that alone would stir up the faith of this woman. Do you see? And so she approached Jesus and said, I know he can do this. I know that the power at work in him can accomplish this. Let's give the power a chance. Do you see? And truly, when she tried it, she said, I want to touch just the hem of his garment and I know I'll be made whole. And she did. And she got her healing such that Jesus had to look for who touched me. The disciples said, well, how do you ask such a question? You see, because people who are close are always presumptuous. Say, how do you ask such a foolish question? Honestly, Jesus, I respect you, so I wouldn't like to save my mind. But honestly, this is a bad question to ask in such a place. But he was right. Someone had had a miraculous encounter with him, and he knew it. And it was not based on being, uh, you know, prayed for or hands being laid on her or anything. But from her own attitude and her own respect, you get it, and the appreciation for the power and the anointing that God had placed on this man and what that work had accomplished before their own eyes. So she put two and two together and said, you know something, I think that this person can help me. Are you getting it? And that is the basis of any help that anyone receives from any prophet or any man of God. It's how you see the man of God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's how you receive the person, you know. And that's one of the reasons why we have honor your prophet. Because it provides an opportunity to remind ourselves, do you know, of how great a grace we are sitting around. How great a power we have access to just by virtue of being related to him the way we are. Are you getting what I'm saying? And yet, our relationship with him can go both ways. Because you can see the other crowd who were his family and who knew him, they had a totally different attitude. I mean, the things they were saying, look at it. Chapter 6, it says they scoffed. Yes, they scoffed. And so you see, this same man of God that we are celebrating, you know, people have called him all sorts of things. 
you know, people insult him. People say the meanest things about him. But it's not strange. They did it to Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why we don't judge anointing by what people say. We judge it by what it has done. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Jesus told the people, you know, even if you don't believe my words, believe me for the work's sake. The things that have been accomplished. Do you understand? When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he started by telling him, look, good teacher, I can tell, I know you are from God. I'm not coming to find out if you're from God. I know you are from God. And then he went on to say, my reason, my reason is that no one can do these things except God is with him. Yes. And we all need to recognize the limitations of humanity. When you see something that is extraordinary, you need to recognize it. That this is beyond a person's capability. You know, a mere man cannot do this. An ordinary person does not do so much. Do you understand? So for a person to accomplish, and that's why we, we even took the time to show you some of the things, and I even have a couple more to mention to you, but you see that a, a, a mere person, ordinary human activity does not produce this. It has to be the gift of God on a person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The anointing of God, the power of God that is resting on a person is what makes the person achieve and do so much. Hallelujah. And if we respect that anointing, if we see it for what it is, because that's exactly where the gift is. The gift is, is, is not in the person's physical presence. But the gift is in the power of God and what it does through the person. Are you understanding it? Yes, that's where the gift is. The gift is in the function, which is enabled by the anointing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, and that is the gift that God has given us. And so I want to encourage all of us that if we honor that gift... If we respect that anointing, if we respect that anointing, and you respect the anointing by respecting the person who carries it. You honor the anointing by honoring the person who carries it. You see, and yet it's not the person because we don't all walk around trying to honor people. We, we, we don't do it ordinarily. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. But when you honor a person because of God's grace and God's gift, in the person's life, you begin to direct that grace towards your own life and direct that power towards you. And you begin to experience that power in miraculous ways and it does amazing things in your life. Hallelujah. It says he, he attempted, he taught them some of the same things that he was teaching in other places and they did recognize that his teaching was as amazing. And yet, instead, they said, but where did he get all this wisdom from? <laughs> do, you, do you see? Yes. And where did he get the power to do such miracles? And then they scoffed. <laughs> do you see? Yes. They mocked him. They laughed at him. And they said, he's just a carpenter. Yeah. Miracle working carpenter. <laughs> do you see? Yes. Then others said, oh, we know his mother. 
we know his brothers. We know his background. We know who he is. We know where he's from. He can't be anything special. That's how people miss God all the time. Because God will always take an ordinary person, someone you know, someone you've grown up with, someone you've lived with, and God would take such a person and suddenly start using that person. You know, and it is a matter of whether you can see God's hand. Do you get it? Whether you can see God's hand. Can you see God's hand? Or do you just see an ordinary person? Do you see? Yes. Do you just see an ordinary person? You know, one of our pastors was pulled over by the police. Yes. I don't know what he was doing. Speeding or something, but the police pulled him over. And then he stopped. Then when the officer walked up to him to the window he saw that it was one of his church members <laughs> you know one of his church members who, who is a police officer <laughs> yeah you see but you realize that he had to obey and not see him as a church member but to see what the person is which is the once you see those flashing lights that's what you respond to not to the fact that the person is your church member. Do you, do you understand that? Yes, that's what you respond to. You respond to the system. You respond to those flashing lights. Not to the person inside there. But it's the power he wields. That's what you are yielding to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, but this is what confuses people. A lot of people think, why should I submit to this person? Why should I yield to this person? Why should I even be careful what I say about such a person? But you need to be careful what you say about such a person because whatever you say about such a person is about the anointing that is on the person. You know, let me close by telling you this. One day, some people said to Jesus that he has a demon. Yes. They said that Jesus is casting out devils by Beelzebub. They said this man has a devil and he's using that devil to cast out devils. Do you see Yes. And when Jesus heard it, he responded immediately. Do you see? Mark chapter 3 and verse 22. It says, And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, He hath Beelzebub. Do you see? Yes. He hath Beelzebub. And by the prince of the devils, casteth he out devils. And he called them unto him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself, and, it, and be divided, he cannot stand, but hath an end. 
No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. Then he says, Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men. And blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Then he said, because they said he hath an unclean spirit. Do you understand what we just read? Yeah. You see, Jesus said that, you know, you have to be careful what you say. And he said, all men, all men, and everything they do can be forgiven. Including all kinds of blasphemies. But you see, sometimes people take it too far. When you start to accuse the anointing, and you start to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, when you start to talk about or talk down on the things that are being done by the Holy Spirit, and you disrespect those things in the name of disrespecting the man. You see, that's why the Bible says, touch not my anointed. You are safer not touching his anointed because it's very difficult to separate the two. <laughs> it's very difficult to separate the man from the anointing that is upon the man that makes him do what he does. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And so when you can't separate the two, sometimes you go for the man and you get the anointing. Yes. You go after the man, accusing the man, saying something about the man, how he talks, how he throws his hand or something. And before you know it, you are speaking against the anointing under which the person is operating. And Jesus said this. You see, the only reason why Jesus told them this was because they said he has an evil spirit. Yes. When he heard that they said he's casting out devils through Beelzebub. He hath Beelzebub. That's what they said. They said he hath Beelzebub. That's when he said to them, you know something? You have to be careful. You guys have gone too far. Do you see? And I've forgiven all your blasphemies and everything else you say. But now that you are speaking against the anointing, you need to be careful. Because a person who blasphemes against the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the substance by which people are anointed. The Bible says in Acts, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all manner of oppressed people. Do you understand? Yes. The things that Jesus did, he did them because of the anointing that was upon him. God put the Holy Spirit on Jesus Christ and that made him go about doing the things he was doing. So to now challenge what he's doing and to criticize what he's doing and to attribute it to Beelzebub is now you are blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, now you are treading on dangerous ground because you will never be forgiven. Can you understand that? Yeah. Yes. Change the version for us before we close quickly. He says in verse 25, start from 25. Just change the version quickly. Yes. Similarly, 
a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. <laughs> you know, this is when the, he was explaining to them, yes. And if Satan is against himself, how can he stand? He would never survive. Verse 27. Let me illustrate this further. Who is powerful enough to enter the house of a strong man like Satan and plunder his goods? Only someone even stronger. Someone who could tie him up and then plunder his house. And then he says, I tell you the truth. All sin and blasphemy can be forgiven. You know, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. So I want to say to all of us, let's respect the gift. Let's honor the anointing. Let's respect the grace of God that is upon our pastor. And that is upon our founder. Hallelujah. That is upon Bishop Doug in particular. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. That's who I'm talking about. We need to respect that grace. Do you get it? And if there's anything you don't understand, at least keep quiet. Do yourself that favor and keep quiet. I think everybody can afford to shut up. Doesn't cost anything to shut up. Yeah, shutting up is free. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Lest you blaspheme. Lest you go after the man or think you're going after the man and end up going after the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. We are so blessed to have such a great prophet. And I am totally convinced that no one can do the things he does if God is not with him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That makes me sure that I'm in the right church. That makes me sure that I'm following the right person. That makes me sure that I have the right pastor. That I am blessed to be part of this great family. And I have no plans to check out at any point. So help me God. Hallelujah. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And I pray that that will be the same for you too. That you will respect the anointing that God has placed you under. And let the anointing be a blessing to you. Can I have an amen? The anointing will be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and let's right now now actually before we close I wanted to show you a couple more things so okay if you just sit down for a second we're just closing I wanted to show you and McKenna you can come very quickly with me on this one I wanted to show you some of the resources that uh, Bishop Dag has graciously provided for all of us who are members of his church and actually the world anybody who wants it the first link can you just click take us to I suppose you have what I have right okay so take us to the first one that's uh, okay the books take us to the books okay Doug Hayward Mills books.org now 
you saw from the video how many books have been written and published and how many languages okay so how many languages those books can be obtained in if you would scroll up okay yeah so these are the books and these are the languages of course they are available in English right yeah see yeah I think you want her to stop at Vietnamese right but go further go further no yes down yes look at it some of those drawings are actually not artwork but languages okay so if you know anyone who can understand any of those drawings please um, encourage them to participate go there get some of the books and be blessed amen so that's daghewardmillsbooks.org then we also have um, Doug Hewitt Mills Audio dot org. Doug Hewitt Mills Audio dot org. Okay. And I want you to see that also very quickly. This is a catalog of messages that Bishop Doug has preached through the years. You know, camps. Yes, go. These are camps. These, these are 2023 camps. I mean, there are more than these, but these are the ones that have been uploaded. So, there are four, all right? What? Ah, okay. So, you can, okay, 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 okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, these are camp meetings. Two, three-day gatherings of teachings, right? So that's from 2023. That's, yes, this year, okay? Then that's the catalog of audio messages. 22 camps, 2022 camps. And then the podcasts. And then special topics, Unquenchable Fire. Messages on Proverbs, messages on Revival, messages on Impartation, messages on I Shall Not Want, messages on the Will of God, messages on Wisdom, Shepherd's Anointing, yes, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, okay, so it's like that. For 2019, scroll down, scroll down, 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, you know, 2009, all the way down to 1996. <laughs> That's before DJ was born. Caitlin, were you born then? No, that's before Caitlin was born also. So if you want to know what prophet was saying before you were born, I think you can go there and look it up. Okay, so that's beautiful. Now, this has a close counterpart, which is videos. So that's called Dag Hewitt Mills Videos, right, dot org, right? Did I miss something? No, okay. 
Dykehold Mills videos. Okay, so here you get to watch these camps, you know, in video format. So it's a similar catalog. It's, it's heavy, so it's being loaded. Now you have to know that a lot of money has been spent to create and buy all this space, you know, just to upload all of this for free. And all this is free to the whole world. All right? Yes. There's no money being made by anyone on any of this. And um, basically, you just have to be able to know how to spell. <laughs> and um, just, or at least know how to tap a link. And today we'll give everybody these links so you can go home and explore them yourself. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's loading up. Okay, there you go. So these are the camps, you know. Flow Church, Flow Church, First Love Church, okay. And then the Makane is the camp meetings. And then it goes down and down and down. So many of them, okay. Right. Now, after the videos, we also have conferences, okay. Yes, we also have conferences. We have in particular, a special conference for pastors and people who are involved with church work, and church leaders, shepherds, and serious members of any church, basically. And there's a whole website for those as well. It's called Give Thyself Holy Conference. There you go. And um, those also go. It's an annual conference. So you can see every year there is something and that is that also okay then um, there's also um, cru well okay go down to crusades and miracles crusades and miracles that you can also find I think on YouTube those the crusades and the miracles you can find that so that's at the bottom of the list Crusades and the miracles. All right. So here you go. These are the crusades. And, you know, look at that picture. Uh, bring, bring the picture. Come. No, go back up. Yes, yes. The banner. Look at that. That's, that's human beings. <laughs> you get it? Yes, there are, no, there are no seats here. Yes, standing room only. Okay. All right, now go go down, scroll down, let's see, yes, yes. This is our fleet of trucks and vehicles, crusade vehicles, you know, moving around the continent of Africa. And, you know, and soon we'll be in Central America and South America soon, so... Believe God for those crusades also. So the crusade sites are there. What else do I have to show you? Um, I want you to see also um, maybe some of the church buildings, right? Yes. Look at some of the church buildings. Look at some of the church buildings quickly. Okay. So these are buildings that have been built uh, and some have been dedicated 
a good number of them have. Okay, so these are church buildings. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of pictures, so, you know, different dedication places, buildings. Yeah. Do, do you have the cathedrals? Can you show us some of the cathedrals? You don't have that. Okay. Oh, it's a category. Okay. Right. Now, let's, let's also, if you back up a little bit and show us the Bible school also the Bible school I know you saw a picture of the Bible school but if you just go back you see the Bible school right where's the okay alright so this one says learn more about the school um, okay, go to watch the top left. Let's see what is there. Uh, no, uh, no, that's something else, right? Okay. So anyway, that's the Bible school. Yes. There's a really good picture of the Bible school, but just go down, down, down quickly. Yes. All right, the internet can't keep up because we have to go, all right. And then finally, you know, apart from all these uh, amazing sites, I also want to take the opportunity to mention the First Love Music. Yes, which is basically songs that have been written also by the same prophet bishop dag amen and so many songs more than 200 of them and god has used them greatly you know so show us some of the songs the albums you know just show us a few and that would be okay right so call me if you love me yes um the sun glow album yes um the periwinkle album yes the Scarlet album, yes. Eunuchs in the Palace, I think that's from last year or the year before, yeah. And then 25 to 50 is another one. And then what else do you have? A Lovely Diamond. Okay, so that's the one from last year. Yes, A Lovely Diamond. And then this year... Um, in the past two, three weeks, yes, we have this one, Reasonable Service, and uh, the most recent one, Now Brought Near, right? Yes, okay. And again, all this music is available everywhere there's music and for free, all right? Well, we don't sell our music. Everyone can have all of them. You know, like I have all of them on all my devices. That's all for all. All on all. Okay, yeah. So I want to encourage everybody to also take advantage of this. You know, you need to upgrade your music. 
Do you get it? Yes, because music is one of the ways that the enemy accesses our lives. And it's about time we start listening to spiritual music that encourages us, that is scripture-based and that affects us. And there's every kind of song. There's a song for every situation. Even there are songs for beloveds. Yes, I mean... People who, who are falling in love, have fallen in love, or hope to fall in love, or are in love. You know, whatever your situation, you know, there are songs for every kind of love situation. Okay. So, in, 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 I think in effect, this is everything that I wanted to show you about the prophet's ministry today. Amen. And it's a good place to put your hands together. I believe that uh, and of course of course daghillmills.org is the home website that you can also go to um, if you so desire and wish. Amen. Now the other thing is that all these books are also available in e-format for free. Okay, yes. And um, Bishop Dag ensures that all his members can have access to all his books for free. And so if you don't have your set of books, that's what we call the all-to-all program. So if you don't have your all-to-all program books, please come right here and see Sister Ivana right after the service. And I promise you, Within 10 minutes, you have all. Okay. Within 10, just come to her with your device, your phone, your iPad, or whatever you have, you know. And so we encourage everybody in our church to own an iPad or a, a, a tablet that works, you know. Yes. That's, that's the other name for it, an iPad. A tablet that works. You get it. But even if you have one of those other tablets also, um, bring it along. There is a way to put them on. You know, any other tablet, Samsung, Galaxy, um, what, Chipad, yes. Any other tablets you have. Sydney, what do you have? Okay. You have a Chipad. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. So, please, there is a way around those two. Amen. But nobody should be without all these resources. That's God's gift to us. Amen. He gave gifts to men. And that's the gift that God has given us. And so I want you to utilize the gift and be blessed by the gift. Amen. Get to know the gift. Familiarize yourself with it because there's something in it for you. If God gave him to you, he knows you need him. Amen. And so that will be a blessing to you. Amen. All right, stand to your feet now and let's bring the service to a close. But before we do that, I want us to pray for him. Amen. So let's take a few minutes. Put a picture of Bishop Dag on the screen. Put a picture. Good. Do you like this one? Or try another one. Okay. Which one do you like? This one? Let's try one more. Do you have another one? Okay. There's also this one. Okay, this, all right, this is number three. Try another one. This is number four. All right, try another one if you still have. Do you have, 
Okay, this is number five. All right, so choose. Which one? Do you like number five? Or number three? Number two? Two or five? All right, then let's go. Let's see what's number four. Let's see what's number four. Yeah, just go back. What? This one? But it's just a little hazy. All right, so let's try number two, two, two. This one. All right, okay. So everybody likes this one. All right, so let's pray. Amen. Let's thank God for the gift he has given us. And let's pray that God will anoint him even more. This prayer is important for your sake. Do you get it? Because when you say, God, bless him more. What you, it's like charging your phone. Putting an extra charge on your phone benefits you. Not the phone. Do you see what I'm saying? It means the phone has more life to serve you. Has more time to serve you and to be a blessing to you. So let's pray for him. Let's pray that God would deliver him from his enemies. That God would deliver him from anything that is out to get him. And God will bless his ministry. God will expand his reach. And God will anoint him even more for you and for your needs. In the name of Jesus. Okay, so let's pray everybody. Close your eyes and begin to pray. Let's pray for our prophet in the name of Jesus. Father, we are thanking you for giving us such a gift. We're thanking you for giving us such a person. We're thanking you for placing us under the care and spiritual oversight of such a man. And we are grateful. We're grateful to you for everything that you are doing through him. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask that you will preserve him. In the name of Jesus, we ask that your hand will be upon him, Lord. Lord, to keep him, to deliver him from evil. In the name of Jesus, to anoint him, to multiply your grace upon his life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for good health, good health good health deliver him from diseases deliver him from sudden destruction in the name of Jesus deliver him from anything that will seek to cut off his ministry his life and his mission in the name of Jesus deliver him especially from those who are out to get him those who seek to bring him down those who seek to destroy him in the name of Jesus deliver him from every self-appointed enemy in the name of Jesus anyone who hates him Lord in the name of Jesus all those who come together and gang together take counsel together turn their counsel into foolishness in the name of Jesus turn their plans against their own selves and their own lives in the name of Jesus those who dig a pit for him may they fall into that pit themselves in the name of Jesus Christ let their plans never materialize let their plans never succeed in the name of Jesus cover your servant cover your servant cover your servant protect your servant oh God in the name of Jesus 
increase your anointing upon his life pour more oil upon him and upon all that his hands are involved in in the name of Jesus I pray oh God that you would choose him you would choose him you would choose him many many more times over in the name of Jesus Christ and use him Lord for your glory and for your work let many more souls be reached let many more souls be one let many more missionaries be sent let many more missions be opened let many more churches be started let many more buildings be built in the name of Jesus let many more hospitals be built let many more orphans be helped in the name of Jesus everything that you have already done through Bishop Dag, we pray Lord that you would do even more even more even more in the name of Jesus that your name will be glorified even in the feathers place in the name of Jesus we thank you thank you for the camps thank you for the messages thank you for the videos thank you for the books thank you for the cathedrals thank you for the smaller buildings thank you for the charities thank you for the schools Lord and every other aspect of the church and this ministry we are grateful to you and we thank you in Jesus name we pray and everybody says Amen Hallelujah Amen now we want to have communion amen we want to have communion with the prophet but as we go into that I want to give you an opportunity if you're here this afternoon and you want to give your life to Jesus before we encounter the communion the Bible says when we eat and drink and partake of the communion unworthily we drink damnation unto ourselves so if you're here this afternoon and you know that your life is not right with God, you know in your heart that you're not saved, you know that Jesus is not the Lord of your life. I want to give you that opportunity. It's a simple prayer we'll have to pray and yet it will change your destiny and change your life if you really mean it. Whether you're online listening to us, online watching us you can join us in this prayer also because God is no respecter of distance his presence is not limited by distance even if you are not here God can reach you right where you are if you say this prayer meaningfully with us so if you're here this afternoon and you want to give your life to Jesus just raise your hand I'll see it and I'll pray for you. Just raise your hand. God bless you. Just keep that hand up. God bless you. God bless you. You know, and then do me one more favor. Just come, come with me. Come, come to me. Just, just come, come up. Just come up. God bless you. Just come up and let's pray together. Yes. Michael, come, come, come and stand right here. Yes. Yeah. Let's stand right here. Right here. Yes. 
great. Let's pray together. Everybody join us as we say this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Everybody close your eyes and say this prayer with me. And I want you to mean it as you say it. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. And you died for my sins. And you died for my sins. Today I come to you. I confess my sins because I know I need your help. I know I need your help. Forgive my sins, Lord. Forgive my sins. Let your blood wash me. Let your blood wash me. And let your blood cleanse me. And let your blood cleanse me. And make me a child of God. Make me a child. From today. From today. I will not live unto myself. I will not live unto myself. Jesus, you are my Lord. Jesus. Jesus, you are my master. Jesus, you are my master. Jesus, you are my savior. Jesus, you are my savior. And I thank you. And I thank you. Now say with me, devil. Devil. Say it again. Say devil. Devil. Today. Today. You and I are done. You and I are done. It's over between it's us. Over between us. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus. Say before everybody. Before everybody. I choose, Jesus I choose Jesus today, today as, my Lord as my Lord and my Savior. And my Savior. Thank, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For coming into my life. Coming into my life. Now let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these ones who have stepped up boldly to choose Jesus. The Bible says, he that comes to you, you will in no wise cast out. And so I pray, Lord, that as they have chosen you, so will you choose them. And I pray that as they have taken a step for you, you will take a step for them. As they are drawing nigh to you, may you draw nigh unto them. Lord, enter their lives. Visit their lives and change their lives like only you can in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Bless each one of them, Lord. Bless them. Bless them in the name of Jesus. Bless each one of them. Thank you for a new life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You may go back to your seats. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Right. Now let's have communion. And sorry today our service is extended a little bit because it's a special day. Amen. But let's, we're just about to close and we're going to have our communion right now. We're going to join the prophet. And while we do that, if you said that prayer online with us, and you meant it, we invite you to send us a text message or call us at that number and someone will get with you and help you with the next steps to take after praying such a prayer. Amen. Right. So God bless you for joining us. Everybody, get your communion. If you're at home and you're joining us, you can also grab a piece of bread and, you know whatever you can find, a little wine, um, some juice, whatever you can find. 
okay. And um, I don't know about beer. <laughs> I don't think so, right? You also don't think so, right? Okay, so please, maybe if you're going to go that far, then do water. <laughs> okay, all right. So Sydney says no beer, no whiskey, uh, no rum, no tequila. All right. Hallelujah. But let's join Bishop Dag at the First Love Center. And let's have communion today. Grace of the Holy Spirit. Your word says the cup of blessing. Because it's a blessing. Increase the volume, please. May you be healed at home, wherever you are. The body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. You may eat the bread. Now, this is the cup of blessing. If you have a cup, how many have a cup? Can I see your hand? Yes. Oh, yes. May you be blessed. Amen. Amen. The cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. Lift your hands for your blessing. May the Lord bless you mightily. Amen. May you be anointed. Hmm? May you be anointed beautifully. Amen. For your work. Uh, for your life. Mm. Whatever Zerubbabel had, mm. may you have it. Amen. Whatever you have laid a foundation for, may you finish it. Amen. Whatever you have started, may the Lord grant you the strength Amen. to finish. Yes. I release a finishing anointing. Amen. Beautiful finish. Beautiful finish. Beautiful finish. Beautiful finish. You are a finisher. Amen. You are an accomplisher. Yes. You are a Zerubbabel. Yes. Anointed. Anointed. By the Lord. By the Lord. Receive your healing. Receive it. Receive your blessing. I receive it. And receive abundant embracing from Jesus. Amen. I see the Lord embracing you. Embracing you. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord embrace you. And hold you tight. Receive his blessing into your life. In the name of Jesus. The Lord give you peace. The Lord answer you. The Lord take away that which disquiets your soul. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And everyone shouted, Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you you may be seated now finally let's receive our tithes and our offering let's receive our tithes now usually when we have honor your prophet sunday we also give everybody a chance to honor him with their substance as in honor the bible says we must give to those who um 